Welcome to episode 15 of the Church Collective Podcast. We are so excited you're listening to this. Um, if you haven't been to the site this week, you really need to head over there. We have an awesome ministry feature of Crosspoint and Seth Rice in their uh, album, Take This City. It's just been really, really cool to check it out. I know I want to do a couple of their songs uh, this weekend, but I'm going to have to wait a little bit, give my team some time to learn it. Um, so yeah, you definitely want to go to the site and see everything that's going on there and be a part of the collective. Uh, it's just been so, so very, very cool to connect with so many worship leaders, and we're always looking to just connect with more people who want to get out on the mission field, people who are looking for mentors, people who want to contribute content. Maybe you have a preset for your uh, guitar pedal that you'd just love to share. We would love to be able to host that preset and just get it out there uh, for the betterment of worship everywhere. In this episode, I had the opportunity to interview Caleb Ramey about how he manages to uh, come between a contemporary service with youth on during the week and then a more hymn-based service during the weekend and how he manages to uh, do both of those and how he helps teach younger people hymns and um, some strategies that he uses to be able to get the great theology of the hymns into the hearts of these young people. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 15. into the ministry when I was 15 years old and uh, I, I'm it's something that uh, that I knew about uh, well let me just start over from the beginning that'd be probably the easiest sure. um, I was saved when I was eight years old um, at South Green Baptist Church in Tupelo in Mississippi and um, my dad and mom had uh, had been on staff there and I was uh, I, I, I literally grew up in the church. I, I was born on a Monday after my mom played piano on Sunday. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, I had grown up in the church, had heard everything. And um, at eight years old, I, uh, I accepted Christ. And, uh, and really from, from that point on, um, knew that, um, you know, I was trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing, trying to figure out my purpose, trying to figure out, you know, what I was going to be used for. And uh, at 15, I surrendered to the ministry at, uh, at church camp. And uh, we, uh, from, from that point, I, I started leading worship at, at, uh, at the church I was at, or at the church my parents were there at. And uh, when, I, uh, when I graduated high school, I, I didn't, didn't really think a whole lot about it. Uh, I just thought, uh, I'm, I'm going to do music. I, I can sing. That's, that's what I'm going to do. And I uh, went to college, uh, started uh, my formal training as far as that goes, and uh, then went uh, then went to a Bible college and thought, you know, well, if I'm going to do this ministry thing, I need to need to be at a Bible college, and so I started taking some classes uh, there after the community college, and uh, started uh, started on my first staff uh, at uh, at that point, and it was at Prosper Baptist Church in Tupelo, parent, uh, the church that my parents were at when I was born. Uh, and uh, a church, and uh, they've been there previously a couple of times, and so uh, I started at Priceville Baptist Church there, and uh, from uh, from there I was there a couple of years. Uh, some uh, I, I decided that uh, I needed to reconsider the college thing, and so I uh, went down another avenue and uh, got uh, a lot more technical training, and uh, got ended up getting a degree in uh, media production. Okay, and. Uh, at, in uh, in 
at UNA in Florence, Alabama. And uh, so I, uh, when I, well, to <laughs> kind of rearrange a little bit, uh, when I was at Priceful, I met my, uh, I met my wife after I moved back and started going to the community college again. And uh, we uh, dated and engaged and married in six months and uh, decided that I needed to move to Florence. And so I moved to Florence. Uh, we, uh, I sat out of the ministry for about a year and uh, just so we could concentrate on our marriage, you know, build the foundation there. I joined a church that was uh, phenomenal. Uh, Kevin Reese, the worship leader there, and Jay Ray, the pastor, Chad Hess, the youth minister, they all uh, ministered to me and, and mentored me. And then um, my, uh, uh, I had several churches that I was talking to then at that point and uh, went to uh, York Terrace Baptist Church in Sheffield, Alabama. And uh, the, uh, the education minister that was there, his name was, uh, was Jeff Garrett, and I was there for two and a half years. And uh, he poured into me, and, uh, and we uh, really got to know each other. And, uh, and I went through some hardships there. Um, being a, a, a 23, 24-year-old uh, at a very traditional church, um, was uh, was difficult at some point because uh, I didn't have any credibility at all. I was not from around there, yeah. And uh, I uh, and, and so I had to build that over time. And after two and a half years, I uh, uh, there was uh, a position that came available at another church uh, just down the road in Rogersville, Alabama. Uh, they had two services, uh, contemporary and traditional. And uh, so uh, after talking to that church, I went there. And uh, led led two services, and um, on on Sunday mornings, the, those were long days. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but ended up building a, a building a worship team there, and building the choir there, and uh, and really just having uh, having my head in both worlds. And then uh, uh, I was there for eleven months, uh, not not long at all, and uh, uh, the position came open where I am now, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I was uh, after talking with them and, and, and moving here and uh, it's a lot closer to home for my for my wife and myself and uh, being able to move back here and still uh, still be able to minister uh, still kind of in both worlds I do uh, I do a traditional worship on Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings um, for the most part I, I try to uh, inject a little bit of modern or a little bit of contemporary uh, in there as much as I can sure. uh, without receiving uh, flack um, and then uh, on Wednesdays we have a uh, we have a fully contemporary service for the youth, hmm. and uh, and so that's just something that I've uh, I've been able to start a worship team here yeah. Um, yeah. on Wednesdays and start a few guys on guitar and and and, and really try to mentor them and and in uh, church leadership and and what it means to be a worship leader. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And uh, so that's that's kind of my background up into where I am. Uh, now, sure, uh, I've uh, <clears throat> I've seen uh, I've seen I, I've seen probably a lot more uh, as far as church um, strife than uh, than most guys my age. Uh, that because um, I, I was talking to a guy the other day who's a he's a he's a drummer for a, a bigger church in Tupelo, and uh, you know they they're a church plant and and talking about you know getting you know. This is as big as that church has ever been, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, the situations that I seem to be uh, getting into are um, churches that are that are struggling because people are leaving, going to churches uh, like that or uh, or something similar, and yeah. uh, 
and so I, I'm trying to uh, to retain and encourage sure people. So what does your um, you said you do traditional music on on Sundays? What what's your team look like for that? What's that? Uh, well, I have a uh, we have uh, three keyboardists. We have a uh, uh, a lady that plays uh, uh, a uh, grand piano, uh, phenomenal key, a phenomenal pianist, and um, then we have a uh, a huge Lowry digital organ mm-hmm. uh, on the other side that uh, is very. Um, very old churchy, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Uh, and then I have uh, then I have a lady playing the clavinova, um, and she just she plays strings or kind of a combination of piano and strings or a synth or something like that to kind of uh, get a little bit get a little bit more connectivity yeah. uh, in the songs. Um, and that's as far as instrumentalists go. I've tried to use some of the guys that I use on uh, Wednesday nights uh, in there, but uh, I've received. Uh, some non too encouraging words. All right, I'll do that. And uh, which we actually had a guitarist uh, when I uh, when I first moved here, um, but there were some things that happened, and uh, and uh, I had another lady playing the clavinova, and uh, they left at the same time hmm. uh, for the same reason, and uh, so I've had to kind of back up and punt uh, on uh, on some of that. And uh, so we did have a guitarist, but uh, when I've tried to use the young people as guitarists, I've not been encouraged to do that. <laughs> but then uh, I've also got a choir. I have a choir of about, uh, I'd say, 20, 30 people usually. Okay. And um, and I've I've tried to use a worship team, but uh, they, uh, unless it's something that's founded and has been done for a while, um, I've found that people have a hard time adapting to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's so I've tried to do that, and we've uh, had some success, yeah. but uh, we're not doing it right now. Okay. And then, what does your what's your team look like on Wednesday nights? Uh, it is uh, I've got uh, three guys and a girl, um, all of which have been playing their instruments less than two years. Yeah. Um, I started uh, the electric guitarist and bassist uh, about a year and a half ago. The um, the drummer he started playing set um, about. A little more than a year and a half ago, but uh, and then the girl that sings with us, she uh, she's been playing keyboard about six months, oh, cool. and uh, it's actually the pianist's daughter uh, from that I use in uh, in the in the main worship service. It's her daughter that's uh, that's learning, and so I'm uh, she's uh, she's musically talented, and so I'm uh, kind of been able just to show her what I know about keyboard, which isn't a whole lot. Sure, um, <laughs> but uh, just from what I know, and just be able to add that little bit of extra uh, in there, and. Yeah. Um, We've 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 had some more folks that uh, that have wanted to participate and things like that and and I don't I'm having trouble addressing that issue right now of having more people that want to that that want to help but don't really know where their place is to help yeah. and so that's what I'm uh, having having issues with at the moment and and uh, trying to trying to figure out how to address that right. um, so I guess what is it like week in week out to like ride that line between like doing tradition on the weekend yeah and then then the, it, the I've got to I've got to make sure it's balanced man I can yeah. I can't uh I, I can't do one more than the other sure uh, I've got to uh, on Mondays uh I do uh I get the theme from the pastor and uh, plan everything that um that we're going to that we're going to do uh, on Sundays uh on uh, on Mondays hmm. and so um uh, just trying to uh, 
um, you know, figure out, you know, the theme and everything and pick out the songs and, and make sure everything's connected and key signatures and, and things like that. So the, uh, so the, the uh, keyboardist, I don't throw them for a loop. <laughs> um, and that's what I do on Mondays and on, on Tuesdays. Uh, I kind of, you know, turn the focus towards the contemporary service about, because um, we use videos and, and motion backgrounds and everything else like that, and I, I plan all that on Tuesday. Sure. And uh, so it, it's uh, I make sure that the lines don't get crossed there, because if I do, um, I'll uh, I'll end up with a lot more contemporary worship hmm. in the uh, in the traditional right than uh, than the congregation is really accustomed to. Sure. And um, and I don't. Sometimes we've we've used some traditional in the uh, in the contemporary, and that's something I'm trying to do a little bit more um, in the in the contemporary service um, because they um, well they don't they don't know they're not uh, and that's that was one of the the things that I mentioned in the uh, in the emails is that um, you know some of the older um, traditional songs uh, the you know younger kids and younger generation you know you know, teens, their twenties and some thirties, you know, don't understand the lyrics just because they, um, they don't use modern idioms. Uh, they use a, a little more complex vocabulary yeah. uh, in the songs. And so I'm just trying to get, uh, just trying to get students and, uh, and young adults to understand kind of what they mean mm -hmm. as a little more difficult. Um, That's uh, addition, addition. Oh, sorry. What? No, I was just saying, how do you, how do you do that? Like, what are you doing to help, help them get it? <laughs> Well, uh, I, I look to guys like uh, um, like Andy Cherry, uh, who's uh, who's redone nothing but the blood, uh, and Chris Tomlin a few years ago when he integrated um, uh, how great they are in with how great they God or how great is our God, mm -hmm. and, and you know kind of taking that approach um, to other hymns um, we did um, or we're 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 doing this week uh, how firm a foundation, mm -hmm. um, and they. Um, because that's the uh, the Bible study that we're doing on Wednesday is uh, is talking about building a theological foundation, yeah. and so we're going to use the How Farmer Foundation traditional hymn uh, from the uh, I think it's 1850s, and um, you know kind of put a modern twist mm -hmm. on that, and that's as far as uh, you know getting them to learn uh, the you know more traditional. That's that's the easy thing that's the easy thing is to teach them because uh you know young adults and, and teenagers they're all about learning new songs you know what's the new thing right. and um and so uh, what i'm trying to do is trying to introduce old stuff as new stuff because they don't even know it's old sure <laughs> uh, that uh my uh my musical background uh helps me with that right uh, just because i had the uh i had the classical training i had the music history and you know when i i pulled out uh I pulled out one for our uh, for our adults um, that was actually written in the I'd say late 16 early 1700s and um, hit through them for a loop because uh, they just uh, that was new to them because it was so old. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't uh, I don't discount any any worship music. I, I love the I mean some of the earliest you know worship music that was used. Um, in the early Roman Catholic Church, I, I love that. 
uh, just because I, I love the I love the musicality and why it was written. Sure. And that's something I think that uh, a lot of worshipers today, be it young or old, um, you know, we look at what we're doing now as being the only um, being the only music that uh, that can edify the church and glorify God. And we don't realize that this stuff has been written for centuries, and uh, and really, uh, you know, be able to use everything mm. in, in in what we do uh, daily. Yeah, uh, because it was written it was written for God then, and it's just as applicable now as it was then. Sure. Now, what, what if there's like a uh, a more contemporary worship leader says, listen to this podcast, and they want to incorporate some hymns? Um, I mean, obviously, you could go listen to like Tomlin or Christian Stanfill or like find some of those arrangements. But what if someone yeah. is kind of wanting to dig in and maybe incorporate some hymn that's not Amazing Grace or How well, Great Thou Art? Like, what what kind of resources would you recommend they go to? It's uh, it's interesting. I'm a I'm a member of uh, a group on LinkedIn called and about that's uh, worship leaders. And somebody actually had that exact question uh, several months ago, and uh, it, it was uh, that blew my mind because uh, as uh, I mean I'm 28, but having you know grown up in a, in a traditional you know church for the most of my life, um, and when I say traditional uh, hymns out of a hymn book, piano organ, right. that's what I see as traditional. Um, you know, I, with different denominations, a lot of people see different things as traditional, but that's just that's what. Uh, what I have as my traditional background, and uh, moving to the new, um, the new now. Um, but no, if, uh, you know, for contemporary worship leaders listening to this, um, just what I was, what I would encourage, and what I use a lot is, um, and I don't know if we can endorse anything or not, but but uh, but LifeWayWorship.com is what I use every week, sure, yeah. and they have such a vast array of, they have you know four or five different arrangements of a lot of songs. Most of them are um, traditional hymns that have been rearranged, maybe for I mean even a rock band. There's um, um, that there's some of those on there, and so you know there's you know things like that that you know are uh, are available uh, for uh, for worship leaders to use that uh, kind of have everything prepackaged because uh, you can go in there, download the chord sheets, and and listen to demos, and it's. Uh, it's all free unless unless you want to buy it, and it's uh, usually just a dollar or so for the for the sheet music, and and uh, if you want to get the whole arrangement, they even have a, they've even teamed up with a group called Band in Hand. If you use an iPad a lot, which I use an iPad every week, um, but uh, if you use an iPad, you can actually have the Band in Hand app going. If you don't have a whole band, you can use them, and uh, has the song re- uh, already arranged, and you can uh, you can use that. Um, if you don't have that resource, uh, if you don't have, uh, you know, the ability to print off music and to and just do that, go to a go to either a church or a or a Christian bookstore and see if you can get a hymnal. Yeah. And if uh, if you're a worship leader, hope you hopefully you've got some musical knowledge and just and and look at some of the hymns that are in there and uh, you know some that you're not familiar with and and just and just sit down and learn those. I've had to do that with. Uh, uh, with a lot of them, uh, just because there's some that I'm not familiar with. Because um, every worship leader has their sweet spot. They have their they have the songs that they know and they know really well. Mm. And so that's what they're going to go to more often than not. Yeah. Um, and I try to uh, I try to mix it up a little bit. And uh, you know, with growing up with my dad being a worship leader, he had a sweet spot. He had he knew the songs that uh, that that he knew, and that's what he used. And so that's what I know. And 
am really comfortable with, but I'm I'm trying to, you know, branch out just a little bit more. Sure. There's uh and there's a lot and uh, we just use the uh, the Lifeway worship hymnal is what I use every week and I mean we've got it. Uh, I just happen to have one. It's called the uh, the Baptist hymnal with what the our edition is, but it's uh, it's called the worship hymnal. And there's so many you know resources in there. There's a in the back there's a connective worship that lets you put old and new songs together in the same having the same key and things like that. That's cool. And so for you know a contemporary worship leader who maybe not be as familiar um, with some of the um, uh, some of the older hymns, uh, YouTube is a fantastic resource um, because uh, pretty much every hymn that I've ever tried to find, somebody has done a version of it somewhere, mm. and uh, you're able to find that and to be able to you know find out what the base or what the basic you know you know a lot of this is just four part writing and what the basic four part structure is and and you know you can take that take the chord structure uh, break it down any hymn can be broken down into guitar chords yeah. and uh, just take it and and you know and, and let your let your electric electric guitar listen to kind of the melody um and most guys can they can make up a hook from that and and just kind of take it from there. I'm I'm sure the uh, the drummer would love to do something, you know, crazy. Yeah. On uh, on uh, we do. Uh, what did we do? Um, uh, I will enter his gates. That's uh, the I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. And it's just a a, a a hymn about just coming to the throne of God and coming into His presence. And um, I mean, that's one that you can take and really amp up. With electric guitars and drums and things like that, and and uh, really kind of give it a whole new light. Yeah. And uh, and so that'd be really good for for modern worship leaders that are looking to incorporate um, uh, hymns. And, and there's a lot of a lot of theology uh, that are that are in these songs. Um, a uh, uh, and you know we've we kind of let that go. Uh, we go by just just looking at uh, my. Uh, uh, order worship from this may have been a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, we, we started out with standing on the promises. Um, you know, that's uh, that's a ni- that's a nice little song in six eight and has a nice little feel to it. And you could put a put a drum feel with it, and it would that would sound really good. Um, you know, for for modern guys that are trying to incorporate some of these, um, I said all that and kind of left my original uh, my original story there about the people on person on LinkedIn. Um, they had never heard any any hymns. Uh, they had, uh, since they were a child, had always been exposed to just the most contemporary worship um, that that was around. And uh, they themselves were worship leader to church. Now we're trying to figure out, you know, how to incorporate these older hymns. And basically, what I just had said was what I told them, and said, uh, "You just you just got to dig in and do some research." Hmm. Cool. Good thoughts. Well, yeah, man. Thank you for sharing this. I'm sure people are gonna like really, really uh, be interested if they want to get in touch with you. Like, what's your your Twitter or Instagram or Facebook? Um, where what's the best place? Usually, I, I try to keep it as as simple as possible. Um, my my Instagram is Caleb Ramey. It's no spaces, all capitals or all uh, lowercase. Just C A L E B R A M E Y. That's uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, Facebook is Caleb dot Ramey. Um, okay. Skype is Caleb dot Ramey one. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, so that's uh, that's really the best way to get a hold of me. And I've uh, thank you for letting me just uh, just talk about some stuff, man, because it's uh, 
being here uh, at this church. I don't get to uh, talk to people about it because uh, I'm I'm in it and sure. trying to. Uh, I, I'm you know I, sometimes I feel like I'm battling Satan on a daily basis. Sure. Just because we have uh, have folks that'll complain about this and complain about that, but um, you know I, I've heard it said more than once. Um, you know, church work would be great if it weren't for the people. <laughs> yeah, but it'd also be pointless. Right, and that, that's one of the one of the great things is the church collective has been been gaining steam, and we're just connecting with more and more worship leaders. I, like, it's it's funny how we can all operate kind of in our own little vacuum, and yet we we really desire to communicate with each other as creatives. We we've kind of we, we we want to be able to talk with each other. So I'm sure a lot of people are are going to be right there with you when they listen to this. And yeah, we'd love to chat with you about it and. Yeah, get advice from you or yeah yeah it's just really cool to connect i mean I, i'd love to and, I, and i'm i'm i've done more of the traditional stuff and i'm i'm trying to break into kind of the modern thing and uh that's a it's kind of a new thing for me sure and uh, since we've since we've got our worship team started on wednesday nights and uh the uh, the youth ministry that i've uh, that have, that we've got going is called engaged youth ministry because that's where to be uh engaged uh, in the mission of christ and our uh, in our worship team is actually called engaged worship, and so we um, we uh, are, are trying to uh, to do some things, playing some things around here, and uh, trying to uh, you know help people be engaged in worship because that's what it is. It's not a passive uh, worship is not a passive experience. Right. So that's what we're trying to trying to help uh, realize. Very good. Well, thanks for chatting, man. It was good talking with you, Ryan. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Church Collective Podcast. If you would do us a favor and please head to iTunes, give us a rating and a review. It really helps us become visible over there. And please head over to thechurchcollective.com and hit the contact form. We want to hear from you. We want to connect with you, and we want to connect you with others. God bless you today.